gentlemen, I think we're back. Dun 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 dun. Copyright breach. All right. Great. Uh, for those of you who are unaware of our program, this is the Strong and the Geek. Woo! What? Or should I say, the Strongs and or the Geeks? Because uh, we are back and we have expanded a little bit. As you can tell, the audio quality is a bit better than it used to be in the old show. Uh, and we have ourselves here a new cast member. Uh, Jared, can you can you say a few words? Well, first of all, it is amazing to be allowed to not only be on this participant of the show, but also to just be here in general, guys. Um, ben, thank you very much for having me. Josh, again, hey. the same. You know, it's been a long time, um, but I feel like we're back and I feel like things are going to be better than ever. Yeah, yeah, it's it really is great to be back. Uh, as you guys obviously know, I am your host, Ben Ramirez. With me today is my co-host, Josh Ramirez, and my co-host, Jared Blackburn. hey And of course, our special guest, not Thanos and... <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that we did that. Yeah, that's our thing. <laughs> not all the snapped people? Yeah, I don't know. And our special co-host, not the ghost of Tony Stark. <laughs> Ew, uh, spoiler alert. Sp- spoiler alert. I mean, you guys are watching this because... You're listening to this because you watched the movie. Speaking of which, we are here today to talk about Avengers Endgame. It was the biggest event of the summer, and or the spring, I guess, and we had to revive the show for this movie. And with a recap of the film, we're going to kick it over to Josh Ramirez. Josh, tell us a little bit about Avengers Endgame. So, just a quick recap in the film, although um, I will put a warning in here. As it is a three-hour film, this might not be the quickest recap, but let's just jump back in and get a quick revisit of what happened in Avengers Endgame. Three weeks following the events of Infinity War, the Avengers feel lost and defeated at the hands of Thanos. However, when Captain Marvel is able to rescue Iron Man and Nebula, the team regroups and decides to travel to Thanos in a last-ditch effort to kill the Mad Titan and use the stones to reverse what he's done. The team arrives to find a weakened Thanos, who admits that he's destroyed the stones so his work can never be undone. In a fit of rage, Thor decapitates Thanos as the other Avengers stand in shock. Five years later, the world has tried to move on from the decimation, but this has become increasingly difficult for the Avengers, in particular Black Widow and Captain America. When a rat accidentally frees him from the quantum realm, Ant-Man Scott Lang discovers what has happened in his absence and seeks out the Avengers with a plan to commit a time heist to utilize the quantum realm to travel back in time and acquire the stones so that they can use them to undo the decimation. In an attempt to recruit Tony Stark to help them with their plans, the Avengers find that he now lives with Pepper Potts and a young daughter named Morgan and does not want to risk losing this new life by altering the timeline. After finding Bruce Banner, who is now successfully merged with the Hulk, the Avengers are able to design a preliminary time machine, but their attempts prove unsuccessful. Meanwhile, after reflecting on the loss of Peter Parker, Tony recants and decides to help the Avengers, as he's able to design a properly working time machine. In an effort to regain regain all of the team, Thor and Hawkeye are both sought out. However, both require convincing, as the former has become a big Lebowski-esque recluse, and the latter has become a ruthless vigilante ninja. Despite this, they both ultimately agree, and with their numbers restored, the Avengers implement their plan, sending three teams into different points in the past to retrieve each of the Infinity Stones and bring them to the present to be utilized by a Stark-designed Infinity Gauntlet to undo Thanos' snap. 
Each team is able to successfully retrieve their targeted stones, albeit with some detours, and suffering the loss of Black Widow as a sacrifice for the Soul Stone. However, while in the past, Nebula's consciousness wirelessly entangles with her past self, which allows the Thanos of that era to see what will happen in the future, and plots to interfere with the Avengers' plan. In an effort to impress her father, past Nebula kidnaps and switches places with her present self, traveling back to the present timeline unnoticed. Upon returning, Hulk uses the Stark Gauntlet to snap the Lost back into existence. However, while the Avengers are distracted with this, Nebula recalibrates the time device and brings Thanos and his army to the present. The Avengers do not have time to celebrate their success as Thanos immediately begins bombing the Avengers' base, destroying everything in sight. Recovering from the damage, Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man attempt to fight Thanos, but prove unable to defeat him. However, as hope seems lost, portals um, via Doctor Strange begin to open all around, and all the past Avengers and their allies are brought to the battlefield, restored, to engage in a final showdown to stop Thanos and his army. As the tide of the war begins to turn, in a last-ditch effort, Thanos begins bombing the entire battlefield, including his own troops, and with no other option in sight, Tony Stark uses the gauntlet to snap Thanos and his army out of existence. However, the toll of the snap is too much for him, and Tony dies. At Stark's funeral, everyone from the past ten years of films gathers to mourn, and in the end, Thor decides to leave Asgard in Valkyrie's hands and join the Guardians of the Galaxy, and Captain America travels back in time one final time to return the stones to their rightful locations. However, when he doesn't return immediately, Bucky and the Falcons see in the distance an old man who is revealed to be Captain America. Captain decided to remain in the past after returning the stones and spend his life with Peggy Carter, his one true love, as he's always wanted. End of movie. I think that's a pretty good and accurate recap. Uh, Thank you of of the film. Yes, uh, and you basically boiled down three hours into three minutes, so not bad. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a feat itself, right there. So what I'm going to say is, first things first, guys. Um, what was your initial reaction to the movie the first time you seen it? I know each one of us has seen it twice now. So what was it like the first time you saw the movie? What was your first reaction? And after a second viewing, has your opinion gone up, gone down, or stayed the same? Okay. Uh, I would say that uh, upon my first viewing of the film, uh, I was blown away by a lot of the scenes. Um, like to the point that like I had to restrain myself from being like, what? Wh- what? Um, because, yeah, like, chopping off of Thanos's head I was like oh dude what if this was a big fake out and the rest of this movie just like goes in a weird other direction where it's like oh no the scrolls are the bad guys now we're dealing with scrolls squirrel Thanos girl like like uh like a last jedi-esque uh like chopping of snoke in half to be like yeah no he's not really the bad guy anymore we don't give a shit about that guy um but they uh I, I think that it was good that they they pulled the time travel thing in. My personal thought uh, on the first viewing and then reinforced on the second viewing is that this is the most comic book movie I've ever seen uh, because it is the most comic book bullshit, like time travel and bringing the whole team together and like fighting of gods and titans and all that shit. Splash pages on the screen. Yeah. yeah. yeah this is a comic book movie for comic book movie fans. And you're out of 10 for the first time you saw it? I'd, I'd say overall, this movie's a nine for me. Um, and is that after both viewings? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do have a couple small points. Like, I'm not going to give it a 10 out of 10 um, just for some plot conveniences. Uh, but I think overall, I mean, it's such a great way to tie up. 
like this movie felt like a season finale or a series finale. You know what I mean? Like in every way. Yeah. Yeah. This, absolutely. Th- like everything from this point forward is going to feel like a spinoff and yeah. that this was the end of the actual show. Like this is where JD and uh, and Ellie go off to do whatever they want and they're bringing in the new cast of Scrubs and it's not going to be as good after this. Yeah. It's qu- that's quite possible. Um, All right, so Jared, let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, in in my review, I have I have seen the movie twice. Um, my first review was more or less edge of my seat, just trying to take everything. in. There was so much. Like they honestly could have. This movie could have been four hours long. Um, it was just amazing, though, just to be able to sit there, take it all in, see these storylines all come together. And the way that they treated this as a very comic booky, as as Ben was saying, a very comic booky um, into this to this whole this whole series. Yeah. Um, it was very good. Um, I had a lot of good things to say about it. Very little bad things to say. Um, but really, the first viewing for me was just taking it all in. Um, the second viewing for me was where I really was able to kind of sit back, enjoy it, and analyze it. Um, upon further analyzation of this film i really was able to more or less understand different concepts they were trying to bring in like the whole quantum realm and where they started that back in ant-man and how that kind of obviously evolved into this time heist um the the feud between tony the feud between cap and tony and just the relationship as that grew and not 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 only outside of this film itself, but within this film. So the relationship between Tony and his father, all of this stuff really kind of, I mean, it did. It came to an end in this film. So just being able to analyze that um, through a second turn, I loved it. I loved it more the second time than I did the first time, and I loved it just as much the first time. So I coming coming down to it, rating, Josh, 10 out of 10. Yeah, so I'm going to have to um, also kind of repeat a little bit of what Jared is alluding to here um, because I gave it a 10 out of 10 the first viewing and upon a second viewing I actually enjoyed it more as well even though it wasn't um, in IMAX the second time but excluding that to save a few dollar bills it was a te- still a 10 out of 10 um, I'm not giving extra credit that's not my thing but yeah 10 out of 10 um, my initial reaction was holy shit this is awesome you know kind of to reiterate what you guys are saying comic book magic and if you guys remember from our first version of this show that's right up my alley the goofier the more comic booky the better fucking captain america wielding mjolnir are we still allowed to say the f word yeah okay cool um fucking captain america with the with the with mjolnir and the hammer i i lost my mind i mean i normally am very quiet in the movie theater i'm the kind that actually am Jared's heard me say this before. I hate when people clap in movie theaters. There's no one there to receive your applause. He hates that, guys. And I was there clapping and screaming. Like, I was, like, audibly yelling. This movie was an event. It was absolutely awesome. And and I think that we'll talk about, we'll touch on some things in particular that we really, really enjoyed. But just to see um, how both on a visual and auditory level, they were able to just connect every plot thread. So musical motifs for every character in every movie brought back. Even just, like, a little tiny Doctor Strange comes back and there's a little twinkle of maybe his theme in what's going on good on Alan Silvestri they, they do that again with with um, Thor with Captain America with Iron Man with Ant-Man all of those characters are touched on either visual cues or auditory cues nothing nothing is let go here so the Russos really hit this one out of the park like I said 10 out of 10 for me okay so should we start with uh, like particular things that we thought were great particular scenes or would we l- like to talk about more like slight critiques how about we start with our 
what we like the most about the movie before we get into things that maybe we would question. Because, listen, even for me giving it a perfect score, there are some things that I left that movie going, wait a second. But I can ignore that. Yeah, that didn't well, and there, there were things that, like, if uh, you know me, if I were making the movie, quote unquote, exactly. like, mm-hmm. there were a couple things that I would have changed. But if we're talking about uh, things that we particularly loved about the movie, um, I really, really like the character interactions in this movie. I think, like, obviously, you know, the big battle sequence at the end is fucking great, and the time heist is really cool, and we get to see, like, it's really like a clip show within a movie, like, hey, you remember all that cool shit that we did? But what I really liked in this movie was the character interactions. Seeing uh, Thor be devastated by the fact that he missed his first shot and feeling like it's all his fault, and seeing how that, like, Admittedly, I didn't like the fat suit, but that that was his like that his character was loved like, the fat suit. Uh, I thought it was distracting, um, but the the idea that this guy who is a god, who is a champion of his people, who is the the prince or the king or whatever, and he is terrified because he doesn't want to fuck up again. Um, like there were so many character arcs within this movie that I think were done so well. And the interactions between the characters, like seeing Black Widow go over that cliff and the drop broke my heart. You know what I mean? There were so many scenes in this movie that did that. I would argue that this was the the first movie to effectively utilize Black Widow and Hawkeye, not as background characters. And, oh, absolutely. And, and Hawkeye was done so well as Ronan. It was absolutely amazing. I, I Really, for the first time ever, I thought that I could almost connect with Hawkeye. He had a whole character arc. He, it was from amazing. the beginning of the movie. I almost, uh, I legitimately teared up like on four occasions, like had to wipe them out of my eyes, but I almost teared up like a dozen times, you know what I mean? And definitely like the idea that they started the movie showing what happened to him before they even roll credits. And it was that like no music, very quiet, this guy, like shots from a lifetime original, you know what I mean? Like a guy and his family. And then just nothing as he's running around in the field until they cut in until they cut in the end of a of a Vinnie War the Thanos theme with the little the violin the kind of sad music yep. they cut that in and I thought that was a beautiful beautiful musical motif to bring us back into the movie and you don't actually see his family turn to dust you just see kind of the dust floating in the air mm-hmm. it was so well done because we didn't need to see we did but we did need to see what happened to Hawkeye and I feel like we felt his confusion while he's looking around trying to decipher where's my family what's going on and see him running like i'm not a parent you're a parent but you could tell i felt like those were his real kids in that, real like, life yeah, like that running back and forth even the sh- though he's with the shaky cam it, w- it made it look more dramatic and that was the only shaky cam in the it whole was. movie and you know wh- wh- what we what we get to see well, it's on the obvious shaky what we re- yeah. what we really get to see though is well, after infinity war happens we get ant-man's story we know what's going on there we have no idea what's going on with hawkeye so to have this three-minute clip to introduce this film was absolutely brilliant by the Russos. We get to see the full picture here. Well, and the thing I like about this one is that it makes sense. Him and his family off the grid on some farm somewhere. Yeah, they don't know about what's going on with Thanos attacking the Earth. The one that I didn't buy with Ant-Man and the Wasp was that they're up on the roof doing that experiment in a city while this shit is happening. They should be like, oh yeah, you know how New York is being attacked by some weird alien dudes right now? Because if you remember at the beginning of Infinity War, there's a fucking fight. Like, Ant-Man would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We'll get to this experiment later. I need to go help the Avengers. They are in San Francisco. I mean, literally on the other side of the U.S. But still, like, 
they would hear they have, about they have, it. They right? have Twitter. <laughs> I, I get. I get. <laughs> they don't seem to like. They never bring it up. He goes into it, and then they get turned into dust seconds later. That means everything that happened in Infinity War was happening during the movie Ant Man and the Wasp, Correct. and it's never referenced. Whereas this, like, yeah, he's living on a farm. He's on house arrest, presumably. And you see the bracelet. Yeah. And uh, uh, oh, I missed that. Um, that you saw like that. he's he's. He's cut off from the world, and you know what? He prefers it that way, so he has no idea about what's going on, Can and that makes it so much better. I would like to make one comment about the transitions of these movies. First of all, as we discussed, they're great, but I almost wonder, and please please give me your thoughts on this, guys. Um, I really felt like the first ten minutes of this movie could have been the end of Infinity War, when they go up and cut off Thanos' head, and literally, black screen, end of Infinity War, and everyone's wondering, holy crap, how are they making an endgame? How amazing would that have been? I, I really think that would have brought in a bit more skepticism and questions going into this movie. All right, so um, let me tackle this one, and, and then we can get to what you loved about the movie. Um, but I will say as much. Uh, I personally think that how Infinity War is a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would easily give it a 9.5. I think maybe even a 10. I love that one. Um, I think how Infinity War ended, because that's Thanos' story, Ending with him resting was a good play. Uh, however, I know that you could argue wouldn't ending with him dying make him truly a tragic hero in the form of like De- a Greek tra- like a Greek tragedy. But I think that for one thing, they had to wait till after the Captain Marvel movie. But two, it would undercut Iron Man and Nebula's final scene. Their final scene in Infinity War is complete. What the hell did we do? They're trapped. They're lost. The last two and on he's Titan, still, and he's still stabbed. Um, and it would completely negate the the gravitas of Ca- of Captain America's. Oh God, well, I think I think it would undermine that. That movie ends with Thanos's win. This movie starts with Thanos being like, "See ya." But also, this movie needs this movie needs to open with the Avengers thinking they've won and then realizing it's futile, or else the time jump would. I don't know. I I like how they did it. Yeah. No, I think it was actually. It, it was just a thought. It was just um, Infinity War. Actually, to my money has one of the best endings of any uh, comic book movie um, because it's not just, like, tied up with a little bow. Like, every every comic book movie is just like, and then the bad guy was beat and the day was saved. The end. Except the Dark Knight. And, well, yeah. and Infinity War, it's this, like, holy shit, what do we do now? And it has had us all on the hook for a year. You know what I mean? And I get that we would still get that if we saw Thanos' head get cut off. But it'd be like, okay, well, they're gonna figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, if they could kill Thanos, I just, they I just really it out. think everyone would have been like, uh, how are they making another movie? But you know right. what? I d- right, right, right. You know what? I would say for me, it's not the it's not the transition of having the the Infinity War end with Thanos getting killed. I actually, because I mean, truthfully, all of us when Thanos got decapitated at the beginning of that movie, we're like, holy shit! Like everybody, like. I was like, just like, what the hell happened? And there was like a five to ten second black screen break. But this after is, that happened, I will say, oh yeah, much. they took a long time putting five years I, later up there. I wish the title card would have come after that, and they wouldn't have played Avengers Endgame with triumphant music. I wish there would have been no title card. The title card with them leaving and then them coming back, like or that right when they leave and then arriving on uh, the guard, the garden or whatever. I felt like if they would have waited for the title card, so it's like, nope, that's that's we're starting your movie by killing Thanos. Um, 
the thing, well, the way they did it, I think, was well done because what we saw was that scene with Hawkeye. That is a scene that happens during Infinity War. No, and then they then did the Marvel logo. The, the, you know, well, then we get the Marvel logo, and that's where it's like, and this is where this movie starts. And that I'm cool with, but I'm talking about the Avengers logo, the Avengers Endgame. I think that should have been moved from right when they leave to go to the, the garden. Have them leave to go to the garden. And then have after he decapitates him and goes and then and they're like holy shit and there's that last shot of of Thor walking away and it gets really like blurry similar to that shot of Thanos walking away yeah, yeah, yeah. then have it say Avengers Endgame uh, and then come back with the five years later I actually think the Russos played it right here I gotta agree with Jared on this one um, the idea that it just cuts to black no sound nothing leaves you sitting eerie with, like literally nothing to look at nothing to feel everyone in the audience is sitting there going. Whoa! Yeah, like you heard the air escape from you, everyone's lungs at the same time. You this, almost like, get to catch your breath a little. Yeah, bit. like what? But if there was anything up on that screen, any or any music to listen to, it would distract from that feeling, that tension that they had just yeah. built in that scene. I literally said, "Oh, I was like, oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> it was. Set up. It was. It was incredible. Although we need to move forward because we are still in like so Jared, <laughs> before Act One of this movie, so, so, so <laughs> this is still cold open. <laughs> so, so, so Jared, what was your you know high points of the movie? Okay, so a couple of things that I highlighted. I already touched on one of them. I really loved Ronan, aka Hawkeye, in this film. The way they did that whole his whole scenario from his family getting snapped to his vigilanteism. You see him in Tokyo. It is absolutely amazing. Just murking For the first time, badass. Like, we get badass Jeremy Renner, and it is absolutely amazing. Um, I loved I loved that. And, and, and all he needed was a haircut. Yeah, right? Uh, all he needed. And, and a sl- half sleeve. But honestly, that shot where he was um, basically, you know, ninja assassin, um, it doesn't, it has one edit after he's killed the guy, that kind of cuts to his face when he says when he speaks in English. But before that, it's all one single shot. You go back and watch it again, and holy shit, I don't know where the Russos learned to do this. Maybe Joss Whedon, but it's awesome. I would have liked to have seen more of that in the movie, uh, especially once we get in towards the end with the big battle sequence. That's where we're going to start touching on some of the critique stuff, but like cuts, 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 cuts. Um, but anyway, please continue. Sorry, we yeah. got on a tangent. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I also, I mean, there were, as we can all agree to this, a ton of funny points in this movie. It had, it had everyone rolling. Um, and what what I really liked though was that I felt like they hit, they hit on those things, and they moved. It wasn't some sort of like a gag joke that kept coming and coming and coming and coming throughout the movie. I felt like so, it was the first Marvel where every joke landed. Yeah. Ooh, I disagree. Give me, um, give me your example. I want to. I want to hear it. Uh, okay, I think that the Scott Lang turning into a baby, then turning into an old man or whatever, cut it. We already have a movie that's at a three-hour runtime. Cut that scene. It sure it's cute or whatever, but like, I actually think this movie needed to be a little less funny. Um, this is a tragic film. We, this ha- is we a had tragic that in Infinity War, though. That was our. That was our. This movie had to be everything, and part of the Marvel universe is comedy. And well, that's true. And how awesome would it have been? They they missed. In my mind, they missed the cameo here. It should have been Stan Lee as the old man in that suit. That would have been hilarious. But that would have opened up a whole can of worms about. Oh yeah. Every, <laughs> time, we, every time we see Stan Lee, <laughs> it's been it's been fu- yeah, the future Ant Man. What? The Watcher and Foreman. I just thought it would have been hilarious. That would have been but. funny. 
Um, no, I, I'm going to have to side with Jared on this one. I thought the jokes landed, um, especially my personal, so really quick, my personal favorite joke was absolutely, that's America's ass. I, I thought okay, that, yeah. no, no, that no, was great. solid gold. That was, that was a good line. And, and right before they start that fight, he goes, Loki, I got Loki here on, on floor 14. So and ca- I, hearing Captain America say, oh, you got to be shitting me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Admittedly, those jokes worked for me. The jokes that felt like goofy gags, you know, Thor in the fat suit, Scott Lang, Blip blopping through his own timeline or whatever. I was like, this is distracting from the urgency of this movie. You know, actually, the only one that didn't land for me was um, the fort that playing Fortnite. In, fi- in five years, is Fortnite still going to be a thing? Yeah, but I mean, if half of the game developers in the world disappeared. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's funny. And I mean, I guess I guess I still play games that I played when I was like 10 yeah. years old. So. I'm playing Halo 1. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, never mind. NVM. Um, anyway. Um, okay, so then, Josh, your notes. <laughs> my my favorite part of the movie. So um, I would have to say, um, obviously reiterating the jokes thing, but my absolute just favorite part of this movie is is just Captain America in every single sense, excluding one thing, which we will just touch on in, in our second section here. But Captain America wielding Mjolnir and the hammer was the most comic book magical That's thing. That's literally a, the cover of a, of a comic. And, and him saying Avengers Assemble, even though that scene was just a total CGI clusterfuck, I didn't even care. And I gotta be honest, just that that section of him one-on-one fighting Thanos was the coolest action scene I personally have ever seen in a movie. Like, in my entire life. So amazing. I Like, dual-wielding hammer and shield. Summoning and like the lightning. Using, against, and using the one against the other. Like he's, like, he's secretly in his head been planning, if I ever get a hold of that hammer, I know what I'm gonna are, do with this it. is shit that I'm going to do with this. Yeah. I was like, that one. is exactly what Captain America would do. So that was so that was my absolute favorite moment. Um, the other thing that I really, really, really loved about this movie was it's when it did go back in time, its ability to like remember its internal logic. I'm a huge continuity person, and the Marvel Universe super badly fucked up with Spider-Man Homecoming. This, it remembered all of its internal logic. For example, the entire bit with Hydra coming in, we always want to know how the hell did, um, what's this, Strucker get the, mind, the scepter, the Mind Stone, now we know it's because they were Hydra. They were there. They were there to take the scepter. That makes complete sense. Yeah, I would have never even thought of that. And then like that homage to the Winter Soldier elevator scene where he steps on was and awesome. so amazing. And I was like, are they just gonna do that scene again? But he rolls a fucking charisma check. Hell Hydra. And Hell Hydra. Hell Perfect. Hydra. And that that and then and then knocking out fucking Peter Quill. And that, <laughs> there were so oh many homages. Gosh, yes. Like obviously there was, there was the of, time travel, but there was also homages to other movies, which was just awesome. Yeah. Which, so that was so speak, well done. Speaking of that, of that little scene right there, though, when you're knocking out Peter Quill, I actually really enjoyed War Machine and his his armor. This he was yeah, he was cooler in this. He one. was a little bit more beefed up in yeah, this. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's because of his like being paralyzed. It was like the help of that maybe mm-hmm. or something. I mean, for my money, War Machine should be dead. He should have died in Gr- Civil War. Yeah. But yeah. but I mean, he played a good role in this film. Absolutely. I do have the question: Why did his suit? Why was his the only one that didn't look oh, like his, the other ones? For his to, to, for his legs and stuff. No, but I mean, his time suit had his... What, was, like, his it was his like, war machine suit. No, it's, yeah, it's it looks for like his they time just spray-painted his war machine no, suit. No, it, was, it was for his body and stuff. All right. Okay. Fair, I guess. It's just like Iron Man didn't look like that. No, but Iron Man doesn't need to be. That's right. He's got his... His nanotech, nanotech. His, nanotech. his magic suit. Yeah. No, war machine like made basically out of always... War machine basically always needs it. Um... No, so for me, those are the big things. The ability to just wrap everything into this movie and do it successfully with your internal logic with one question that I'll bring up in a second. 
Um, and two, just Captain America is awesome. Okay. Well, there you go. That's uh, what we all think of what the movie really did well. Um, now, moving on, should we talk about some of the things that we think were maybe, maybe could have been improved upon? Um, I've already made the mention that I think a couple of the gags were a little goofy and uh, were distracting or could otherwise have been cut for runtime. Uh, I have a couple notes about uh, the internal logic, as you were just pointing out. Uh, one big one that really stands out to me that has been bothering me since the first time I watched the movie, and when I watched the second time, I thought, maybe maybe I missed something. Maybe I'll, I missed something, and I watched it very carefully. No, I didn't miss anything. Nebula is about to jump back in time, or forward in time again with, with, War, with War Machine, with, with War Rhodey, Machine. and she gets paralyzed right at that moment by um, other past, by past, past Nebula. Nebula, right? She locks up. They figure out that they're on Morag. They show up to get her. She comes to, realizes that Thanos knows what's going on, takes off running to make a phone call to say, hey, they're coming. They're coming. Yeah, and then they beam her up. That whole time, she has the bracelet on. Just go back to the future where you know everyone's going to be. Why did she try to make a phone call? What? She was. I think she was. Um, I know it was. It was as easy as the Russos. Just she. They just. Well, she's no, no, paralyzed until they make it onto the ship. Okay, so am I, the only the only logical is she's trying to warn Clint and Black Widow, who are who because separated from them. Thanos could be going to get them in planet because they had they were on the, the way same to Bourne. timeline. They had to go. So before she taps, taps herself back, she wants okay. to make sure she lets Clint and Scarlet. Hey guys, Black Fair. Widow. Know. Thanos knows. Fair, but second point. Uh, when you're getting tractor beamed into a ship and you know that you have a timepiece on you that will take you to the time where everyone is, I don't know, maybe either break it or go to the future. Reaction time, maybe? I, I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> maybe. holy we crap, see I'm, being, I'm being beamed up, I'm who knows? I'm frozen. And who, fro- knows, you know who, knows, what, like, who knows if there was some kind of thing they were doing to Nebula, like remotely. I something. mean, sure, but we see her frozen, so she can't touch it. Then she comes back and... At no point does she like it. What if she threw the pin particles down and stomped them? You know what I mean. I just think the it's biggest, just one of those things that it's like I just think l- l- logical fallacy in the movie. I, which listen, I don't disagree with you there. That is a great point and a lot. I think insight that a lot of people wouldn't get, especially just from watching it one time. Um, seeing it a second time, absolutely. But but once again, I agree with Josh's point on reaction to the fact that she wanted to make sure she was in the same time at, at that. With Nat, which I'll give you as a solid point. My my argument isn't that it's a logical fallacy. Is it stupid and, and inconvenient writing for sure. Thanos? Absolutely, but it's not. A, it's not defined the logic of the movie. My my concern. You to warn him. My concern is with the logic of time travel being messed with, and that's what I wanted to kind of present to you guys. Oh yeah, no, no. the time travel in this movie. There's a lot to talk which about. I there. know that I know that it's not the point of the movie. It's it's a, what they needed to acquire the stones. But I feel like it vi- this is where I think it's a logical fallacy because it violates its own previously established rule. If you'd like me to explain it, please do. Can I just say this? To make a movie like this, a movie that is supposed to be the biggest cinematic movie in history, and to say we're going to add time travel to it, ballsy. So ballsy. Absolutely. I mean, and I will say, it. it's a comic book thing. That's Absolutely. Time travel, yeah. and I love that. Here's my issue. When Bruce Banner goes in New York to the Ancient One, 
the ancient one shows him i mean bruce banner does his his explaining how time travel works and saying that's not how time travel works it's not back to the future that was a funny bit but she demonstrates that if you take the stone it's going to create a new timeline that's divergent from that current timeline where they're going to have to live without the stone if you bring the stone back then our timelines will converge and keep going meaning that if you change something and you don't change it back, it creates a new converging timeline, and that those two timelines are alternate realities and will not intersect. That's what she says, essentially, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the depiction she makes with that timeline. And what she does say is that if he brings that stone back at the exact same time... Yeah, that it would restore it. Yeah, it would restore it. It would not happen. So here's my problem with that. That means that you would have to, to have the, the diverging timelines be able to converge once again, you'd have to have everything go back to the way it was initially. So how the hell does old man Captain America show up at the end of the movie? If he diverges from his timeline, he would create a whole new reality where he was with Peggy, changing a whole bunch of stuff. He would not be in the same timeline that would ultimately eventually converge with the timeline he left from. There, not necessarily. There is still that reality, though. So, so there are two Captain Americas at that point in time because there is the reality of what we know and then also that reality of him going back. Okay, so which is literally something that's been happening in the comic books over the past couple of years. No, and, <laughs> and, and and listen, you know, I I understand the idea of there being multiple versions of the same person. We see that earlier in the movie with Nebula. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how on earth did Captain America in his alternate timeline he is in now, where he's with Peggy, end up in that timeline having everything happen the same way that he ultimately ends up able to sit on that little park bench or whatever because uh how did those two timelines intersect at that later because on? his he, he as captain america is on his timeline right so he does not interfere with the other captain america that gets frozen in the ice and then wakes up and does the events of all the movies he just avoids himself the only difference is that that scene that we see where he's uh in 1970 and sees peggy in that office Maybe she doesn't work in that office. Or, or the, maybe she does, and that picture of Cap is a picture of the two of them, which it, would be a mind fuck would, for that Captain wouldn't America. It cha- wouldn't it change everything about I, Peggy's timeline, about yes. Agent Carter the series and all that kind of stuff? Well, Agent Carter the series only lasted one season and then was canceled, so I think we can count that as not I'm really saying, canon. But I feel like it would be him, be, in him by him doing that, it changes enough things about it that it would be a new timeline. It'd be a divergent timeline, and based on the logic that was instilled in the movie if they wouldn't have had that ancient one scene if she would have just said if you don't bring the stones back it can cause like there'll be some kind of reality distortion because the stones need to be here or something like some kind of bullshit MacGuffin. that i would buy into but they established this rule that if you do this the timeline's going to be different and we're going to be in an alternate reality well, specifically and then they, she and says then they do you're, that going, thing. you're going to do my timeline she doesn't say how because it would be in an alternate timeline where they wouldn't have their weapon to prevent dormammu from winning what what's what's to stop from saying that i mean he is still captain america when he goes back to peggy and spends his life with peggy he is still like an enhanced human captain america who's what's to say that he is also not on his own time doing captain america things so two captain americas that's exactly what i'm saying wait but then wouldn't, wouldn't that wouldn't that totally then wouldn't that totally negate the whole no, no, find no, him in I, ice thing they wouldn't look for no, him in ice because they'd be like oh captain america no, i right. think i think that was that cap retiring so that when we see Joe Biden at the end of the movie, uh, and you guys know he looked exactly like I thought, Joe he, looked, Biden. I thought he looked like Clint Eastwood a little bit. Uh, maybe a hybrid. Um, Both. Yeah. Both. Uh, Joe Eastwood. Clint, Joe Eastwood. Clint Biden. Clint Biden. Uh, <laughs> which sounds a lot like Clint Barton. That's why I didn't uh, say it. Yeah. 
Um, but I think I think that was him retiring, basically. And honestly, I think that it was the perfect way of wrapping up his character. He finally got that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Got that. Dance. And that's where. And that was one of my. That was my other gripe at the movie. One was the time travel logic, and two was I actually, as much as I love Cap- Captain America, is my favorite Avenger in the movies. I, I hated that ending for. I didn't hate it. I and and he deserves that ending. He really truly deserves it. But damn it, it's just like honestly. Falcon sums up my opinion. The Falcon sums up how I feel the best. It's just now na- it's he's bummed out imagining a world without Captain America, and it's like me thinking like, "Fuck the moving forward, they're gonna have to do this with without Captain's gone." It's not just like Captain's there as like an advisor or might show up in a cameo or something. No, Cap's straight up well, gone. No. Captain America isn't gone. Steve Rogers is Steve gone. Rogers. Captain is America gone. is now Sam Wilson. <laughs> That's cool. The, cool. That's the way it works in the it, comic books, it will, man. And it will no, be take. He know, will take over and be Captain America. I, I I get that. All right. So so Jared, what were your what were your frustrations, or I guess things to point out as anything that you might have noticed that you didn't like as much? No. To to be honest, guys, you guys you guys really did hit on this stuff. And for me, I just I really do feel like. It's ballsy to the timeline, which I, which is honestly at the same time why I love it, and and yeah, there were a couple of nuances. Ben actually hit on it. I, to be honest, outside of those couple of things, those couple of questions that I had, I really enjoyed the movie, and I don't have a whole lot of bad things to say about it. I do have some Easter eggs that I want to point out, but the movie as a whole, negative wise, very very small for me. Well, I think I think we can get to Easter eggs in a moment. Um, I still think there are a couple things to touch on. Go for um, it. Yep. I think that Captain Marvel in this movie um, was, like, they literally have her come in, and I know that they didn't explain how she, like, the the explanation for how she's working with the team was a post-credits scene in Captain Marvel, but, newsflash, not everyone saw Captain Marvel, so a lot of people have to draw the connections, like, I don't know who this person is or why she's super magic. Somehow she can fly through space at like a thousand times the speed of light or whatever um, while towing a ship. But that's beside the point. Physics and uh, you know whatnot does not matter in a comic book world. Yeah, comic book. Um, but my thing is she shows up for that first scene and then they literally have her say, you're not going to see me for a while. She dips out of the movie and then comes back as a, she's literally a deus ex machina. That is what they created a, a deus ex machina played by Brie Larson, and she's somewhere in this universe. And that with is... With a haircut. With a haircut. And you know Woo! what? She looks great. It's fine. It's fine. But the problem with that is that now forever, just like everyone would, was saying like in Thor 2 or in Captain America 2 or whatever, like, hey, why aren't the Avengers there? Now it's always going to be like, well, then Captain Marvel could swoop in and save the day. And I know she's very busy throughout the universe or whatever, but hey, she showed up at Earth exactly when they needed her. But uh, isn't twice. It, but, but isn't the plan at least rumor based that the new Avengers movies are going to be Captain Marvel's going to be a part of them? She, she's going to be then. The then what is the threat? Unless they go Kang, Kang the Conqueror, Gal- Galactus. Or, there's, or, there's a lot. Or they go really small, and it's just like, okay, so what's the plot of the next one? Uh, Hawkeye has to build a shed. And like, oh, can't use Captain Marvel for that except for hauling lumber, I guess. No, I think that moving forward, they're going to do some kind of like more like cosmic threats versus or or do things that are maybe like supernatural, like magic that can. We're getting Eternals too, right? Yeah. My thing is that I wanted to see her in the movie 
but they were like they were like okay she showed up to do her thing she got this answers how tony made it back to earth and then nope she's out of the movie and then at the end of the movie it's like here's here's my point everyone in my theater cheered for a couple minutes when it was the everyone's coming back scene when all the portals are opening up it was like oh man that was awesome the oscars everyone is just it cheering and going so wild, amazing. whistling hooting and hollering when Captain Marvel shows up and blows through that ship, not a peep. See, in my because in nobody my, gave a shit. Then in my theater, that was not true at all. People were screaming. Oh hyped. really? Oh yeah. They, they were, were really hyped. Hyped. In my theater, no one made a sound. And I actually leaned over uh, to my friend and said, "You know, she hasn't been in the universe long enough for anyone to give a shit about this." But uh, apparently, that's not true. She made a billion dollars, and my theater, everybody was cheering. So. And uh, I, I would say that because of the success of her movie, they, there's no way they're not making another. Oh no, for sure. I so. think it. Listen, I do. I think the character was utilized poorly. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad she wasn't there to steal the show. Well, and, and but it was it was the Avengers. It was the original Avengers. This was their movie. No, 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 absolutely. And the thing with the original Avengers was fantastic. The Iron Man and Captain America and Thor v Thanos, amazing. Thor picking up the hammer. The room went insane. The guy next to me could not contain. You his mean Captain shit. America? No, what did no, I say? No. When Thor picked up the hammer? Oh no, no, I meant when uh, when Captain America. Oh, picked I thought you meant when Thor like had both. Oh, when dual, he was yeah, dual, dual wielding, that was, awesome, was pretty yeah. fucking sweet too. Um, but yeah, when all, everything was going on, it was awesome. When he said Avengers Assemble, ah! you know, it was great. It's just then like. Then Captain Marvel showed up and it was like, oh, cool. So now they have like a living nuke that they can just do use for. Anything. I mean, was it, didn't, wasn't that basically what Thor did in the last one? I know he actually had an arc in Infinity War, but didn't he just show up as kind of a deus ex machina? Well, and that's the, the thing. She has no arc. She has she didn't have a character. She was just like, OK, this is a piece that we can utilize as a deus ex machina. But they chopped it. off 10 inches of her hair. You know what? And they needed her Point for redacted. They, they needed her for the girl power scene, dude, which was awesome. Yeah, oh but, yeah, yeah, girl squad. Yeah, they, oh, yeah, girl, the girl squad point. Yeah, there that was good. Of, there were a lot of points in this movie where uh, I total fan service. I think that there. Well, that and uh, I mean that it's like if you think about it logically, it's like wait a minute, but what is going on there? Like Quick. none of those girls said to each other like, "Hey, let's link up and do a girl." Thing. Some of them have never they even met before. Should, yeah, and like, they were completing wa- each other's sentences. Yeah, wasp, wasp met what? Captain Marvel. None of this. Scarlet Witch had never met Captain Marvel. How do we Marvel? feel about like, the fact that Black Panther comes out first? I mean, Sam's on the phone. Why isn't Sam the first one out? I always wanted. I wanted that too. I, I'm just. I'm just interested. Like, is that fan service as well? Do is it because is that, Black yeah. Panther was one of the biggest movies? B- billion, ever made. yeah, billion dollars. <laughs> You, you, you show your they, billion dollar they faces. They showed up in order of how much money their movies oh. made. Well, also, That's why we didn't see Doctor Strange until way no, later. This is this is this is which not, was a great movie. I know we're joking about it, but this is really that truly is why. For example, why the hell when they show up do they take their masks off? They can we, we they've shown that they can talk perfectly to each other with their masks on. Why take your mask off and get shot in the face? That's horrible. It's just because we need to see Tom we Holland. See. We don't need to see CGI yeah. Spider Man. We need to see Chadwick Boseman. I, but but anyway, the point I was trying to make though is that I think there's a lot of scenes in this movie that like if you think about it for a minute, you're like, oh wait a minute, that's weird, right? Like Captain America going back to replace all the stones. That means he needs to sneak into Asgard, stand over Natalie Portman while she's sleeping, and jab her with a spike. Well, no, no, and actually, that, I'm glad you brought that up because this is something I mentioned to Jared a few nights ago. Um, also, how the hell did he get the scepter? Like, to, he he goes back with just stones, but he needs a tesseract. He needs a scepter. He needs that little orby thing to put the power stone in. And does that mean he's able to wield those things by hand? Because weren't no one was allowed to do that before? That 
What about the scene of him re-meeting the Red Skull on Vormir? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. what the hell? That's I, a big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no, going there and be like, oh point, shit, when they said Red Guy, I didn't. Uh, you know, at this point in time, well, though, at this point in time, though, Vormir, I mean, Red Skull is more le- more or less a ghosty object. Dude, he, he knows he, everything though. He, but he listen, he lives, he lives, quote unquote, and for one reason, and that is to protect the Soul Stone. So someone's bringing the Soul Stone back. That, that is what it is. No, no, no. We're, we're from fight. Captain America's end. From Captain America's perspective, that's a really weird scene that I want to see done as like a post-credit scene where it's just like maybe a middle-aged Captain America, like he didn't get around to the Soul Stone for a while. Steve Rogers, of son of Dave Rogers. <laughs> and he just shows up and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And he's like, "This is what happened to me after you shot me into the Tesseract." And he's like, "Oh." All right, well, here you go. Hey, make sure you don't tell Thanos that I was here. Okay, bye. Well, here's my then, thing. Like, no, you, you, you have to think that... Ramps out. You have to think that Steve Rogers like st- hung around a little while, though, like said, hey, can you bring my friend back? She jumped off this cliff. Oh, no, like, I'd love to see them just sitting there playing cards. And he's like, uh, well, do you have any threes? No, go fish. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we, we pass the time, catch up with old enemies, new allies, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, go ahead. I just wanted... I- I wanted there's some important pieces in this movie, um, Easter eggs, if you so, that I just wanted to mention. I didn't know if you guys also noticed some as well. Let's hear it. Um, so we got um, the scene at the end of the movie. The movie ends with the dance, mm-hmm. and that song is also played in Winter Soldier. It is played when Captain America is coming home to his apartment for where he hears a song being played, and it is Nick Fury. Sitting in the dark, oh, okay. and that is the song, the same song. So that's interesting. That I wonder if you go in. back and rewatch uh, the first Avenger if it plays anywhere. It'd be interesting. I do remember. Um, um, that'd be a nice little uh, theme- well, thematic thread for the. Character. Well, and no, but the line that he, the line that um, Bucky says to, like, how can I, how can I, don't do anything stupid till I get back, and then he says, how can I, you're taking all the stupid with you. Yep. That's a callback from the first Avenger. When, but when Cap said that to Bucky, when Bucky went over. To for World War Two, so that was kind of cool. We also get an Easter egg um, during the big battle. We get Howard the Duck. I did, yeah. How- Howard the Duck was in the big mm-hmm. battle, just over, just over the left shoulder of um, Wasp. Yeah, when so, Wasp is introduced, who knows why he's there? But why was Gwyneth Paltrow in the big battle? I'm sorry, rescue. I know that it was, a, and she was amazing because Look, they, they, I know. they they needed and her I'm there sure when that Tony over the course died. Of five years, she's gotten better and, and got a new and, suit. And, and he cool mentioned, whatever, he like, mentioned, I'm building her a suit. Like, I'm saying, like, what if he? I'm I'm thinking as a parent, he probably would have been like, "Hey, hey, Gwen, uh, Pep, why don't you stay home with the kid in case I don't know I die, and uh, so she doesn't she's not a straight up orphan." Okay. <laughs> um. No, I no I I get that because I think Happy probably is with Morgan, and I think that at this point it's yeah, like both her parents die. No, she's still an orphan. at this point it's like we need everybody there who is, can be there with a weapon to fight this final battle. Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Look. No. I, I'm just, How are you going to argue I'm that? Just, no, hold on. How are you going to argue when Cap says Avengers Assemble? Are you here going to say, oh, let me baby, I need to find a babysitter? No, you're like, I'm there, Cap. <laughs> Look, my, po- my point is I'm just laughing at like small things. Again, I gave the movie a nine. I'm just laughing at small things that it's like there's a scene there that is not part. In any movie, there's going to be like a scene where it's like, wait a minute, but if you think about that for a second, that means that she's like, like Doctor Strange spoke in her mind and was like, the team needs you, Tony needs you. And she's like, okay. Uh, let me just call a babysitter real quick. I can't leave Morgan here by herself. Happy? Happy. I need you to come over. We're going to go save the world, okay? And John Favreau's like, yeah, I mean, I started this shit, so like... I'm, I thought another one that was kind of another little Easter egg that was good was when the Wasp 
responds and says, like, we hear you, Cap, or we got you, Cap. And that's a direct nod to Ant-Man and the Wasp, where they were making fun of Ant-Man when he called him Cap, and they're all like, Cap. So I like thought that was a kind of little wink and nod. Yeah, there was there was a lot of great stuff in the movie. Obviously, Stan Lee's cameo as the random uh, see. I feel like, like I feel like that was hippie. Like, I feel like that was superfluous. Like for his last movie ever. I mean, obviously they didn't know they were, he died, or did they? No, um, that was a conspiracy theory kind of thing. But that was dumb. I thought that was dumb. I mean, I just thought that it was fun to see him like, like in. As as a younger character, but here's you know the thing. Like, this is which was to, cool. This is supposed to be like, like Stanley will live forever. But this is this top secret base where they had like fucking like Captain America was born. Well, no, it was just an army base. It just Shield had an underground. That, that was not it. where Captain was born. <laughs> That's true. He was presumably born in Brooklyn. I I just I was like, so you <laughs> hey, can, Queens, you can catch. <laughs> that was cool. Um, yeah, I think that an, really it would be too hard to. Re- like to count every single little tiny moment in the time that we have that was just like a nod to something just that's so awesome happened. though yeah, yeah. and this is what made this movie special guys yeah absolutely there's a, there's so much in this movie that was just again to go like I, we poked at uh, poked at the movie a bit but again this movie is the finale for these characters and it's done in such a great way. We see Thor going off to be one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. As, as Guardians. Guardians of the yeah, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Super cool. I hope he uh, gets himself Guardians on, 3? on like a keto diet. Guardians Starts 3? doing like, or like a whole 30 or something. Gets himself back in shape. Well, hold on. This is actually... So you mentioning that what makes you, brings me to what I wanted to have like our final topic before, of discussion. Where do we see things going from here? And that's a great way to start. Do we see him actually as a guardian in Guardians 3? Which now has been moved. Uh, I just saw this yesterday. That it's going to start shooting next year, not 2021 when it was originally going to be shot. So James Gunn's dr- jumping right on it. James, I mean, First of all, James Gunn being back on board here is, is good. amazing. Thank, thank God there's justice in this world. Thank Thor. Yeah, well, yes. Thank the All Father. So, do we think do we think Thor is straight up a guardian in number three? I do. I mean, I think you kind of have to. I, I, I mean, the way they end this, there's there's no other way. And you see, you you see Quill looking for Gamora, searching for her right there on the ship. And that's got to be that's got to be the past Gamora who's now in the present oh, yeah, timeline, absolutely. right? Okay. He's looking, well, and you, and you see, in the funeral, 2014 Gamora is not there. Nebula's there. 2014 Gamora though. Well, yeah, she okay. just disappears from the battle, um, which. You know, that's an interesting thread. Um, I think that you get into dangerous territory there because they meet her and then what? We just retread the romance between Peter Quill and Gamora. Uh, like we seen, we've already seen two movies of that. So, or, or it could be a good way of nipping that in the bud. Maybe she falls for Thor. Or more, or more rivalry. or, or, is, or you or know is what, more or like the her, tree, or is more like her comic book part where it's not really in love with anybody. She's maybe badass she assassin, the big bad. Maybe the Ooh, maybe cool. the death of Thanos drives her insane in some well, weird way. So do we think? But didn't do we think they bring in Adam Warlock? Because that's oh, kind no, of a, yeah, no, that's a Adam's end. That's a thread that they set up that we need to see. Definitely, we, we get that one. We also get the um, and, I, and it, his name is escaping me, but it's from the guy from Doctor Strange. At the end of the movie, he takes away Mor- Mordo. 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 Yeah, and Doctor Strange two has been confirmed. It will be happening. So that's got to be the villain in that in, for sure. In, in that film, it's it. You know, where does that go though? Um, yeah. Doctor, well, he says no more sorcerers, so presumably Mordo's going to be on a quest to end all magic or find the source of magic, like basically the Rock of Eternity of the Marvel Universe or something like that. Well, and presumably Mordo was gonna, could make for a really great villain because Absolutely. he made for a great ally in that movie. Um, oh. And his and his motivation is 
he's feel betrayed by yes. the ancient one. That could make for a great Killmonger esque kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to Doctor Strange 2. As you guys know, Doctor Strange is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I love that one. One of the things well. I didn't like in this movie that I loved in Infinity War, that like the Thanos uh Doctor Strange fight in Infinity War, all the different magics he was throwing out. So amazing. Badass. We didn't get to see He as built a dam. He was dam he was dam builder. Yeah, we didn't get to see as much Doctor Strange in this movie because he was really tied up with all the teleportation and the water. The holding water magic. Um so I would say Outside of Guardians and Doctor Strange, though, um, I'm interested in your guys' thoughts on what the hell's going to happen in the next entry to the MCU, Spider-Man Far From Home. Because this was one thing that I do have questions about. Are we to assume that all of Spider-Man and his friends all got snapped, so five years later, they're all just the same in high school? But what about their other half of their students who didn't get snapped? Did they all graduate? And now they're all five years older. They're all five years older. For, for so, I mean, so we what, saw what, Ned, and he was the same Ned, age, so presumably and, but, he got snapped. So do you, how do you and think... And that half, was confirmed from half everything te- I've been reading. Half their teachers are five years older, their other half aren't. Like, How do you think they, how do you think they navigate this? No one's putting pres- precedence on that in my mind. Um, that might be a throwaway line, but I don't it, think they're going to spend a lot of time yeah. on it. But I this think. is a world that has fundamentally been decimated so and now changed. You, what you're hoping, what you're hoping to see in this movie is you a, a callback or something to like, oh my gosh, all of this has happened. No, just you, two and a half hours following Peter re meeting people that are now five years older and he can't figure out no, why. No, what I'm saying because is because he still doesn't have a concept okay, of it in his head. No, what I'm saying is that they didn't want to give away the time leap or anything for in the trailer for Far From Home anything about Endgame. What I'm saying is, from the first trailer we got, it just seemed like nothing was different. Like, it was just a happy, regular movie. I hope that this that, that, that first trailer was intentionally deceiving and that this movie actually does have a sad component of we're rebuilding. The world is still rebuilding. Like, well, it, lo- it looked like everything was perfectly fine in the first I trailer. I don't think there will be nods to that, but ag- again... Uh, as the fi- as Kevin Feige said, this was the final movie in stage uh, Phase Three or Phase Three. He says this is the actual yeah. final movie, Phase Three. So this this needs to being Spider Man, yeah, Spider Man, yeah. So that Spider Man, really? yes, Kevin yes. Feige said Spider that the actual end that. of Phase Three is Spider Man Far From Home. He, he confirmed so that means okay, it better so wrap in this that movie, up. He resurrects Tony Stark and they high five. <laughs> no, Nick Fury and Happy Hogan, and they give a Fountain of Youth uh, potion to Captain America, and then we just reboot the universe, buddy. But now with Captain Marvel. And the X-Men. And the Fantastic Four. And fuck it, Transformers. I- and the Eternals. Okay, no, but <laughs> but seriously, so I just hope that Spider-Man doesn't just act like, okay, well, that happened, it's five years later, whatever. Like, Yeah, no, I mean, I and don't... Jake Gyllenhaal? How do, we, mean, how do we feel about that? Well, ironically, I am Jake totally Gyllenhaal fine was going to be Spider-Man. Uh, in Spider-Man 2, I believe, uh, because Tobey Maguire had a back injury. So just a fun nod that they finally brought him in on a Spider-Man movie. Mysterio. Mysterio I, let's, right. let's go. Let's. I mean, Mysterio's a great villain. I really hope they do that properly because he's powerful. I mean, well, I, not only is he powerful, he's one of the most interesting villains. He's my favorite Spider-Man um, villain. Yeah. I think he'll be cool. Um, that I'm not worried about. I'm just worried about the narrative choices as a cohesive universe. Yeah, well, I I mean, I imagine that they can handle it pretty well. Um, they seem to be able to, to steer the ship. They might have the budget well. for that, too. And they'll give us another weird time jump that doesn't make sense with the universe, and then we can debate that for another eight years until uh, the next one comes out. Yeah. All right, so how about looking at um, beyond the Marvel movie universe to, with Disney Plus coming out, the Marvel TV universe is about to establish. So we have, Very interesting we have a Hawkeye show, a limited series, we have WandaVision, and we have... 
um, the Winter Sol- the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So and a Loki stand and a Loki, Loki series. So I guess let's let's finally look at each one of those and briefly what do we think is going to happen as a result of Endgame with those stories. Uh, well, first I think we clearly have seen a connection between Falcon and the Winter Soldier Absolutely. at the end of the movie there. But that means neither of them are Captain America. They're still Falcon and Winter Soldier. Well, yeah, but I mean, Falcon has the shield. It will evolve in my mind. I think they might both use the shield. I think they don't want to name the show Captain America and the Winter Soldier because it would be misleading to general audiences. And they might think that it takes place during those titles were released prior to Endgame. They're not going to say that. No, I think we definitely see Falcon using the shield. Absolutely. But I think we kind of maybe see both of them use the shield. We've already seen Bucky use it before. And both of them have been Captain America at one time or another in the comics. Yeah, but I don't think that's the route they're going to take. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is that because both of them have been Captain America at one point or another in the comics, maybe it's like them together as a unit makes up for one Captain America. And that's what I think (laughs) is going to happen. And I'm on board with that. Um, Moving on to the Loki series. You know what? I really think, and me and Josh have discussed this prior Loki's going to come in straight from taking taking the Tesseract and heading out. Yeah, I think this is... That does also bring up a weird time con- divergence thing earlier in the movie. But exactly. Beside so that, the point. I, yeah. And I think that this show actually explains that. I think that this show... This show explains th- I think this happens. show is going to be yeah. the 2012 Loki timeline. I agree. I don't think it's going to be oh, modern no, no, no. Avengers time. Oh, no, no, no. Loki is straight up dead. He died in Infinity War. Yes. But... Loki is now back in the universe because of Tesseract's and, shit. And the good thing Tom Hiddleston makes money. The good thing is that's very true. The dollar, good, dollar bill. I just think I think the good thing here is is that we're we are gonna get twenty twelve Loki, and that's Loki before a lot of things have happened. So we're gonna get like a very raw Loki. Yeah, as well. I mean, Dick Avengers one Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this we, is literally it's gonna be a I think God of Mischief. Great show. Should be an awesome name. With his brother, that would be such a cooler name than Loki. Call it God of Mischief. The name of the show. That would be a sweet. Speaking of dumb or names, like the trickster. Speaking of dumb names, Josh. WandaVision. Oh, wow. my Lord. Now in WandaVision. So hold on. So first off, Vision, we didn't see him get resurrected. So is he? he's done so, apparently. But WandaVision, apparently, they were talking to um, Elizabeth Olsen, and she made some comment about the show possibly taking place in the 1950s or something. So who knows what's going to happen here? So let's, let's Welcome to WandaVision. I personally think that maybe she was just making that joke because WandaVision sounds like something about a color TV, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just a straight up sitcom, and it's about the time that uh, featuring Wanda Sykes. <laughs> no, not um, no. Like it's a straight up sitcom. Uh, like they go in a real different direction. They're like, hey, we've done you know spy movies and heist movies and whatnot. Let's just have a let's have an uh, an Avengers sitcom, and it's Wanda and the Vision and like the wacky antics that they get up to just before Infinity War. What about if it's a... When ske- he's looking like Paul Bettany, but with a with a bindi. What if it's like a sketch comedy series that takes place before Civil War when they were living in the compound and he, she would come, and he would come in and she'd be like, Vision, Vision, I told you, you can't do this anymore when he was like wearing sweaters. Like, what if it's like the, their wacky times in the, in the Avengers compound? She's like, Vision, if you do this again, I'm going to have to fling you into another dimension with my weird space powers. That are clearly not, like, explained well. Yeah. I'm not a mutant. Okay, <laughs> Even though hilarious, I do I do really think that this is, I, I I do think it could be well done. I mean, we're talking about a Disney product, Marvel product. We're, we'll we'll see something here. It's that, just a straight up soft core porn. We'll series. see. <laughs> we'll we'll see something here though that surprises us. I think I can't face through you. 
Um, all right, and fi- I've given my dick the density of a thousand stars. Okay, and finally, the Hawkeye Limited series. Please. To be honest with you, for the love of God, I would love if they changed the name to Ronan and just show what Please, he was, Ronan. What was he doing for those five years? Please, Ronan. I would love it to be like oh a Punisher-esque Netflix oh series. Like somewhere between the Punisher and DC's uh, Arrow, or the CW's Arrow. I mean, I was thinking more like the video game Tenshu, like as a movie. Like him ninjaing the shit out of people. Well, yeah, I mean, that... Would be cool as like a limited series, but no, like, his show, his show is it's a, it is a limited series. It it's, is only, a limi- it's only six. It's, it's yeah. only six to eight like episodes. That's it. Oh, Jer- okay. Jeremy Renner yeah, signed on for no, like absolutely him hunting down and killing fools, ending with the scene. Can we see that where, ca- that cartel where thing? Black, yeah, oh, absolutely. It would be amazing. Ending and, with the scene where Black Widow encounters him. And if you get some, you get some directors like get the director of John Wick to do one episode. Get the director of those of those great Breaking ba- Breaking Bad episodes of like Vince Gilligan, the episodes he shot that were like really fucking sweet mm-hmm. that showed the cartel members. Have them fill that cartel episode. Like they or Narcos or something. Like you could get some great directors to, on that six episodes and make that some badass television. We'll, I love how we're talking about Hawkeye now. Like, like, he's cool, right? Like, he's amazing. It, like yes. uh, he's the weakest Avenger. He's bullshit. And we're like, oh no, dude. We saw him out Samurai a Samurai. Absolutely. And, you know, we also, side note, we also, rumors are that Punisher and uh, Daredevil will be coming back to Disney+. Plus. if they ever end up in a movie. Really? That rumors have it. Well, you see, no, rumor had it. Um, that's that's really good because those were, in my opinion, the two best of the, that series of shows. So, so I guess even though we are out of, we're past the end game now, I think the Marvel Universe still has some things in store for us. Absolutely. This is the end of an era, the end of a saga for sure. But like all good comic books, end of one saga is just the start of a new one. Yes. Yeah. No, I I think that there's no better way for them to have wrapped it up. And I definitely think that we might see in the next era the Fantastic Four or someone. Yeah, guys, I I laughed. I cried. I was excited. I was scared. It was all the emotions rolled into one, making a perfect ending to a perfect series. Yeah, I definitely. I don't. Th- I haven't. I've gotten goosebumps in a movie theater a few times, um, and this most recent time was thanks to Captain America and Mjolnir. Yeah. No. Uh, I think that. I think that about does it for Avengers Endgame, uh, and it only took us a third of the time. So uh, <laughs> we want to thank you guys for joining uh, us back as we have come back. You it know, feels good to be back, baby. The return of the cast. And I thank you guys for letting me do this. Oh no! Absolutely, uh, I think that there, just like uh, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's more to see from this little group of adventurers. So, you guys, for the first but not the last time, you remember to stay strong and stay geek. And Jared. And Jared. <laughs> see ya. Don't drink and drive.